0: Welcome back, everybody. Nice to get back in action together. The topic this evening is, I am so overwhelmed with life, I just don't have the time or energy for the spiritual stuff. When this topic came out via email, somebody called me and asked, was this based on the conversation we had the other day So I said, I didn't have that in mind actually, but it's probably based on almost every conversation I've had uh, throughout the past many weeks. We all have great ambitions during the beginning of the year, we have resolutions we'd like to accomplish, if it's in the realm of learning, midos, family, relationships. And we have a strong desire, we have a, a rot zone to do so, but inevitably, life always gets in the way. By a show of hands, who feels that Baruch Hashem, at least right now in life, everything is fairly organized in its place, relationships are where they need to be the house is in order, finances are, are really okay, and everything is just smooth. <laughs> <laughs> How about like 70% of that? <laughs> or 50%? That's pretty good. It's pretty good. And obviously we have different takufos we have different periods in life. Some are more trying than others, depending on where we're at personally, what's happening around us, the circumstance in which we find ourselves. But most people will not tell you that yes, everything is totally fine and organized and smooth because it's not. Menuches nefesh is a phrase Translated means the tranquility of the spirit. Feeling serene, feeling calm. Most of us think of menuchah senefesh as something that we'd like to have more of. With all the complexity and the struggles of life, we could definitely use some more Manucha Sanefish. If we're lacking Manucha Sanefish, I don't think we view it as a critical component of our sanity and our avodas that's, Hashem that's missing, it's a chaval, it's too bad. The truth is that menuchas and nefesh is not a bonus. It's not icing on the cake. It is so integral, it is so essential to everything we do and everything we are Without menuchas henefesh, without a sense of calm and tranquility and serenity and inner peace, life is very difficult and we end up not accomplishing those dreams we had for ourselves. What's the opposite of menuchas henefesh? Bilbul hadas, confusion of the mind, the noise, the clutter... Not just outside of me, but within me. That's Bilbul Hadas. Chaim Friedlander writes, It is so necessary, it is required that all of my personal Hatzlacha, my achievement in life, will be based on this Mida, on this quality. The opposite of menuchas San nefesh is bilbul hadas. I'm so overwhelmed. I'm, I'm, I'm being pulled in so many directions. I can't find myself and therefore I don't have the hatzlacha that I desperately need. What is the outcome of living a life where I'm consistently lacking that feeling of inner peace? What does that lead to? Besides, obviously, a lack of joy and and uh, Geschmack. But it leads to the road of mediocrity. When I view myself as constantly being pulled away from that which I'd rather be doing or that which I view as more important and I have to, to take care of all of these hassles so then Inevitably, that will lead to a sense of feeling, okay, I guess for whatever reason, I'm not, I'm not destined for that path. I won't achieve real greatness. The image of myself I had in mind is probably not going to actually happen because I have too many things holding me down. We view ourselves as removed or, or separated from Hashem, detached from avodah Hashem, and therefore, our value is diminished. Because so much of what I'm doing is not that important. It just occupies my time, and, and I keep myself busy because I have so many responsibilities. But I don't feel good about myself. The, uh, the Eish Kodesh of uh, Kalmis Shapiro, he writes that, When a person lives this way for too long, we begin to do things or regress or behave in a way that I don't really approve of myself, but I tell myself, listen, this is who I am. I'm too stressed out. You can't blame me for responding like this. How could you ask more of me? I have too much going on. Hello, And we begin to justify our behavior. We begin to justify our lifestyle. And we tell ourselves, What more can I expect? This is who I am. This is the life that I'm living. These are the challenges that Hashem is throwing in my direction for whatever reason. So living a life of being constantly overwhelmed and stressed and lacking menuchas nefesh leads to the embracing of mediocrity. He says, "Tos gedola toa ish This is a massive mistake. We can never think that Hakadosh Baruch doesn't want me. We can never think that the life I'm living is somehow removed or, or detached from a Hashem. But he says it's so difficult not to feel that way when everything I'm doing or the majority of what I'm doing doesn't really give me that sense of spirituality. And in those moments that I have to Davin or to say some tehillim or to sit down and learn, I find myself not having the interest, not having the enjoyment from it. And then it just gets into this vicious cycle of I'll push myself to do it, but I'm not really getting satisfaction from it so then I don't do it and then I feel guilty that I'm not doing it how do we get out of this cycle how do we get out of this this mindset of being overwhelmed when in reality there's a lot going on there are only two ways option number one is to change everything outside of us and organize and control what people say and do to us and the surroundings in which I find myself in. Option number one. That sounds like a pretty good option if you could do that. Option number two is coming to an acceptance, having the realization that this is life right now, and there's much of this that I cannot control. I remember I felt guilty for years after reading The Seven Habits, and Stephen Covey always speaks about knowing what's important and then knowing what's, what's an emergency just because you didn't get a chance to do it beforehand. And I always found myself addressing things that were in that category of urgent but they weren't really that important until I came to the discovery that I think most people on planet Earth actually live that way because it's impossible to take care of everything that's important and never have those other things that are just kind of waiting for me to take care of. And oops, I didn't realize this was due tomorrow. We try to organize ourselves, we try to make a schedule, but the only way that we can transcend Bilbul Hadas is through organizing my mind and the way I view what's happening to me. That's the only way to actually realistically achieve Menuch HaSenefesh. Part of how we do this is having realistic expectations of what a vodis Hashem looks like. I take a moment... And picture yourself doing something or experiencing something that you would categorize, that you would define as genuine avodis Hashem. Think of yourself doing something that's real service of God. Dr. Seidel, what did you think of? (laughs) Night Seder. Seder. Oh, that's a good plug. 6 a.m. Chaburah. <laughs> okay. Anyone else? Feel free to share. What came to your mind as you're picturing yourself doing a Vodas Hashem? Doing a mitzvah, bringing food to somebody. That's oh, doing a chesed, helping somebody out. Oh, raising my kids. Did any fathers think of that? No chance. So I want to share with you something that's so deep, where we're not changing anything necessarily that we're doing. And this is true for this particular exercise, but I think this is really what the whole Torah's Chaim is about. We don't have time necessarily to radically change our lives and spending hours in meditation. Somebody asked me recently, they heard, they heard someone encouraging all of Klal Yisrael to take a half hour a day and Davin for Avas Yisrael, Davin for the ability to love your fellow Jew. Now that's beautiful. That is just beautiful. The only problem is, it's not realistic what we're trying to do is within the lives that we lead without doing anything drastic how can we create this vertical shift in in how we view the world how we view our challenges that can infuse life with a Vodas Hashem not take ourselves away from life if that makes any sense so we have to really paint that picture of what does a Vodas Hashem look like? What are our expectations of ourselves? Because we know the greatest source of pain and disappointment is unfulfilled expectations. So I want to read to you a few lines here. This is from a footnote in the Sefer Halachic Man by Rav Yosef Dov Soloveitchik. It's on page two. The idea of the holy gives the lie to the position that is prevalent nowadays in religious circles, that the religious experience is of a very simple nature. This popular ideology contends that the religious experience is tranquil and neatly ordered, tender and delicate. It is an enchanted stream for embittered souls and still waters for troubled spirits. And therefore, one is encouraged to cling to religion as does a baby to its mother. If you wish to acquire tranquility without paying the price of spiritual agonies, turn on to religion. Get thee out of thy country, which is filled with anxiety and anguish and tension. And from your birthplace, which is so frenzied, raging, and stormy, to the land that is enveloped by the stillness of peace and tranquility. This ideology, writes, Rav Yosef Dov Soloveitchik is intrinsically false and deceptive. Meaning to say, to assume that a life of genuine avodas Hashem means that everything will be easy and smooth, and because of my bitachon, I won't be troubled by the way people view me or the way my kids react to me or the trouble I'm having within my marriage. That's intrinsically false and deceptive. Religion is not, at the outset, a refuge of grace and mercy for the despondent and desperate, an enchanted stream for crushed spirits, but a raging, calamitous torrent of man's consciousness with all its crises, pangs, and torments. The spiritual stature and countenance of the man of God are chiseled and formed by the pangs of redemption themselves. Although he speaks in English, sometimes we need a translation. But the basic message of of, of Rav is very powerful. Being genuinely into my avodas Hashem doesn't mean that I'm going to have more time in tranquility. If you ask a yeshiva bachar, what does ruchnius look like? What does spirituality feel like? What image comes to mind? Hopefully they would respond, sitting by an open gemara, obviously with a cup of coffee, on a beautiful day, the windows open, I'm yelling at my chavrusa and I'm winning the conversation and he's standing in awe of my brilliance. You have to throw that in as well. But, but a spiritual experience is, I'm learning. If you ask a mommy, oftentimes, they might respond saying, to "Right, I, I rarely have a chance to dive in. Sometimes in the morning, if uh, one of the children are taking a nap, I go outside with my tehillim and I speak to a Kaddish Baruch Hu. These are definitely classic examples of ruchnius, of spirituality. But what I want to share with you this evening, which I think is potentially a paradigm shift, those are not the moments of life that we're really working towards. We want to have as many of them as possible. But when I get to sit there with a Gemara, when I get to say Tehillim, or I get to do a chesed for someone who really appreciates me going out of my way and and feel that I'm, I'm helping another human being, that's a bracha, that's a gift. We should appreciate those moments. But where does the real growth come from? Where does the real transformative aliyah of living a Torah lifestyle actually come from? It's in those moments where we're saying to ourselves, I would really rather not be here right now. There are probably 147,000 other places I would rather be. It's exactly in that moment where your Icar aliyah, where the main growth actually comes from. The Nesiva Shalom has a beautiful essay on this subject where he writes, A period in one's life that's stormy, that's tumultuous. Hi there is the most opportunity, the most potential in that period of life. He says, for example... Kisha rakim. If the house is blessed with small children, the parnasa and we're having a difficult time making a parnasa, tuition is way too much, and groceries. Living in Boca Raton, you thought you were getting a higher quality of life for less money. That is not the case. and the emotions that we have to grapple with. Feelings of anxiety or depression, it's, it's so prevalent, it's all around. And on top of this, we have the good old-fashioned Yeatszuharo. <laughs> there are many things pulling me in different directions. bli reggis shall Yishuv hadas, where a person can be living in a takufa of life where I feel I don't even have one moment of Yishuv hadas, of peace, of serenity. And therefore we ask the question, Haim lidrosh mehakol, is it possible to really rise above this? v'shofel, and to elevate myself from, from all of these things, pulling me in so many different directions, Leos to really be an Evid Hashem? What do you want from me? When we first started this series, a good friend of mine said, I would love to come. And in Mitzvah Shem, I'm going to hear it online. But I just feel like I'm so past that stage of really having time or energy or sadly a desire to make real changes. I just have too much going on. Which is such a sad commentary on life. Right? There's so much bracha, there's so much chesed, but there's just so much of it. Sometimes we feel, I don't have the koach, I don't have the, the push in me. So Nasiva Sholem is saying this is very common. If you look at stats of levels of simcha, levels of happiness throughout the, uh, the life cycle, you'll see that as a child gets older, up until their early 20s, Their level of satisfaction in life and joy seem to be on the rise. And then when they get to their 30s and 40s, there's really a drastic dip downwards until the end of their 50s and 60s, and then things begin to go back up. Interesting. One theory, and I'm sure there are many factors here, but what's going on in that tekufah sachaim? that tekufa ha that stormy period of life, the 30s and 40s, that's when there's a lot happening, and you're trying to raise a family, and you're trying to build yourself and really establish your identity and have some level of financial stability. So writes in the Siva Shalom, the truth is, if one understands the depth of the real derich of Avodas Hashem, what is the path of real Avodas Hashem? lovu de we would never allow ourselves to come to this conclusion. We would never say that because things are so hectic and busy and there's so many hassles, I can't have the, the proper mindset to be an Ovod Hashem. Very similar to what Televachek said. Do you think that the the, the lifestyle of of Torah requires manucha? Vaharvacha? Maybe my mind is not expanded right now. Maybe I'm bitzimtzum. I'm living in this narrow reality. But that doesn't mean I don't have the same capacity or the same potential to channel everything that I have. However much or little there may be within the tank right now, but to channel everything towards the Vodas Hashem. He quotes from one of the great rebbe's that towards the end of his life, he said, I was reflecting back on the different stages when I was a bacher and then when I got married and then during the early years of having a family with younger children and then older children and marrying off children and grandchildren. And I was looking back And he said, all of those highlight moments that I'm remembering, where I felt I was really thriving and on top of the world in a ruchniistic way, they were nice, they were pleasurable. I enjoyed it, I'm happy I had those opportunities, but those times didn't build me. All of the light, all of the radiance, all of that, that, external feeling of of being connected didn't build me as a human being. They didn't make me the person I am today. And then when I looked back at all of those very dark times in life, when I wasn't feeling that I was accomplishing, when I was going through real struggle with one of my children, at those points I'm realizing, they made me the person I am today. So says the Nesiva Shalom, During those times where we feel, I'm in the darkness, I'm not sensing Hashem's presence, I don't feel inspired, I'm not getting into the ruchnias. I feel separated from real, genuine Avodah Hashem, my mind and my heart are closed... If I have the power, if I have the ability to push through like an Evanemon, I'm loyal, I'm committed, that changes us in ways that we can't even imagine. The conflict, the friction, the stress, those things don't have to overwhelm me. If I'm able to change my perspective and come to the realization, this is a Vodis Hashem. This is not taking me away from things that I, I would rather be doing because I'm coming closer to a kaddish baruch Hu in a different way in a different uh, venue. This is it. Zehayom asah Hashem nagila venisma We're going to say that pasuk tomorrow for Halel. This is the day that Hashem created, and therefore I am going to rejoice. What does that mean? This is the day that Hashem created and therefore I'm going to rejoice. So some explain if we view this day or this moment or this particular hassle or distraction or annoyance as something outside of what Hashem is giving me, then I'm lost. I'm not connected. I'm wasting my time. But if we remind ourselves, Hashem. no, no, Hashem is giving this to me right now. Therefore, whatever it is, if it happens to be a conflict or there happens to be a lot of stress, Hashem. I can rejoice within the reality of the moment because HaKadosh Baruch Hu is giving this to me. This is not a distraction of a Vodas Hashem. This is a Vodas Hashem. In Churchill's famous speech, he gave on June 18, 1940, a few days before the Germans attacked Britain. He ends off by saying, Let us therefore brace ourselves to our duty, and so bear ourselves that if the British Empire and its commonwealth last for a thousand years, men will still say this was their finest hour, known as the finest hour speech. And being able to look back in life as the Rebbe did and say, you know what? Those difficult times, they were, they were hard. But perhaps that was my finest hour. Perhaps that was my greatest accomplishment, something that people outside the house are not even aware of. But this is what transformed me. I want to conclude with a letter that was uh, written by Rev Hutner, and we've quoted different parts of this letter before. I want to focus on one line, though, one line of the letter where he's telling this young man who's struggling in yeshiva. He tells him, don't think of all of the Gedolah Yisrael, those great Torah giants. Don't picture them as they might be portrayed on your wall, sitting in front of a sefer, smiling, enjoying the the peace of being an Eved Hashem. But instead of doing that, says Rav Huttner, Think about the times that these great men were challenged. Think about the times that these men were actually tempted to do something terribly wrong. Think about that inner storm that was brewing within them. And he says, you should know that when you are having a similar experience, when everything seems to be out of control and you're just trying to to stay stable and, and grounded and reminding yourself, <speaking in Hebrew> What does Hashem want from me right now? <speaking in Hebrew> Hashem is making this for me. <speaking in Hebrew> How could I rejoice within this? He says you're much, much closer to a Moshe Feinstein, to Shlomo Zalman to the greatest people. You're much closer to them when you're struggling No one's there, nobody sees you. Then you are when you're sitting outside reading Tehillim or you're sitting in the base medrash, davening, learning. So Menuch nefesh is not just a bonus, it's not icing on the cake, but it's a critical component in everything we're trying to accomplish. The, The exact recipe is not simple because there is so much outside of us that we don't have control over, but within us, being able to make that shift. If this is what's happening to me now, this is what's supposed to be happening. I don't have to get frustrated. I don't have to allow myself to react in my, my natural way. And I want to share this as an exercise for this week. To try to find one thing, doesn't have to be every day, but one opportunity that comes up if it's waking the kids up and getting them out of bed, if it's having that conversation with uh, your spouse where you know he's going to say the thing that always annoys you when he says it, whatever it may be. And the exercise is trying to say to ourselves, Almost bringing it into a, a meditative trance. Zeham,, Hashem, Nagilubo. Zehayma sah Hashem. This is the day that Hashem created. This is the moment that Hashem's creating. This is where I'm supposed to be. I'd rather not be here, but this is where I'm supposed to be. Nagilu Vennis and therefore I'm going to rejoice. Let's try to do that at some point during the day, if we could do it a few times during the week. And what I want to accomplish with this particular exercise is really making a segue into the whole world of machshava, of how we view what's happening to us and around us, how we view ourselves, and being able to rise above and almost view myself as a third party. This is going to be a um, Hashem's future conversations. But I think this is the Pesach HaRisha, and this is the first step of in the moment being able to say, I will rejoice because this is what Hashem is giving me. Have a wonderful night. <clears throat>